everyone and welcome back to What the Filibuster. It's been a minute. School has gotten so busy recently, but I'm doing my best to get this episode up in a timely manner and I'm so sorry that it's a little bit late. And with that, let's go ahead and get started. Today's episode is a breakdown of what's been happening in politics over the last month. The first topic I will be covering today is Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney is a Republican congresswoman who represents Ohio. She is the third-ranking Republican as the House Republican Conference chair, and she is the daughter of Dick Cheney, who is the former vice president to George Bush. Back in February, she voted to impeach President Trump and is recently outspoken against her party and the, as it has been referred to by the media, Democrats and some Republicans alike, the big lie, which pertains to Trump's efforts to market the 2020 election as stolen and fraudulent. She has taken the stance opposite her party. The election wasn't stolen and the big lie isn't real. She has, in essence, set her political career on fire because she is standing up against the leaders and followers of her party to resoundly state this. Republicans are now trying to remove her in an effort to keep control of the narrative and their base. Next topic I'll be covering today is the recall election in California. Over the last few months, critics of Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, have been accumulating signatures to trigger a recall election, and more than 1.7 million signatures have been verified, setting up a recall election. There are many rules that have been put in place that could delay this recall election, as news comes that Caitlyn Jenner, an American socialite and former Olympic athlete, is throwing her name into the recall election. There are other candidates in the election, including John Cox, who pulled a bear into his election campaign before complaining that it took attention away from him. More than polarizing politics, a recall election could be expensive for taxpayers, with estimates in the $100 million range, although there has been no official review yet on exact numbers. I'll continue updating on this election as things progress. The third topic I'll be covering is voting restrictions in Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida signed into law a restrictive voting bill that embraces ex-President Donald Trump's calls for tougher voting restrictions. Critics have accused the bill of making it harder to vote, especially for people of color. Florida is the fourth GOP-controlled state to pass new, tougher voting laws following Georgia, Iowa, and Montana. Voting rights activists have joined together to file a lawsuit arguing that the law is unconstitutional. Fourth topic I'll be covering is a COVID-19 update and India's crisis. India has become the caution tale of the world for COVID-19 as infection numbers and death toll rise and oxygen and hospital vacancies decrease. However, officials across the world warn that the death toll numbers and positive results are being underreported beyond just India. In the U.S., it's been reported that roughly 44% of people have received at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. However, in India, only 9% of people have received at least one dose. The number of vaccinations in the U.S. is likely to decrease over the coming months as vaccine hesitancy becomes more widespread, making it harder for the U.S. to reach herd immunity. We'll next be giving an update from the last episode. Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all three counts in the murder of George Floyd and has since filed an appeal. Moreover, since the guilty verdict, Chauvin and four other officers have been indicted on charges of violating George Floyd's civil rights, and Chauvin has also been charged in violating the civil rights of a teenager he arrested in 2017 for force he used on the 14-year-old. The final topic I'll be covering today is a bill that protects people who drive into protesters. As protesters moved to the streets last summer during Black Lives Matter protests, members opposing this movement took increasingly drastic steps, plowing into these groups with their vehicles, leading to injury and sometimes death. These incidences have been seen across the U.S. 
Republicans are taking steps to keep protesters from taking to the streets through bills that would punish protesters, but offer legal immunity to the drivers who drove through the crowds. Some Democrats have argued that instead of focusing on the protesters, they should focus on the root issues, police brutality and systemic racism. State Representative Emily Virgin, the Democratic leader of the Oklahoma House, said, It seems that some of my colleagues took the wrong lesson from the demonstrations we saw this summer, as these bills spread into state legislatures across the country. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of What the Filibuster. I'll see you next time. Thank you.